0: Thank you for joining us.
1: Hello, everybody. I'm so glad that you are with us today. I'm going to start this interview out with a prayer. This is a new prayer that I put together for all of my interviews. And so as we just move in and sink into the energy of love at this time, we'll just do a simple little prayer. Oh, Father, Mother God. We invoke your divine light and the light of the entire company of heaven at this time and this magnificent moment. Powers of light, powers of light come forth now. Powers of love, powers of love come forth now. In deep humility and profound gratitude, I consecrate every facet of this interview to be the open door of truth that no one can shut. In divine truth, we, I and Selena Matreya, both accept that we are a beloved child of God, we are a vessel of the goddess. Let us be a cup, a holy grail, through which the light of God and guide- goddess flows through us both. And so it is, as we set this intention. Selena Mattreya is on with us this afternoon, and I'm just going to tell you just a bit about her. She is a published author of two best-selling books and a global lecture. Selena has, for more than 30 years, been guiding creatives to form, to form deep visions and refine their inner spirit. Selena Maitreya committed many years ago to make her daily life her spiritual practice. She has learned to respond from love to all of life's many, many challenges, to all of life's many, many irritations and tragedies, living what spirit calls practical spirituality. She responds to life through one of the many faces of love, and I'm just going to give you a few of them. Kindness, gratitude, grace, compassion, wisdom and tolerance and through this approach to life she has created an existence that is peaceful and abundant and it connects to others in building rich and meaningful relationships in the summer of 2013 she was about to sell her house of 20 years and begin a new life in New York City when her car was hit by another she was left severely impaired and she sustained a traumatic brain injury. She has uh, now been doing her life work and her life profound passion to many individuals across the nation and across the world and to groups, guiding them to learn how to shift the paradigm from being mind and emotional centered to being intuitively guided to what is the next steps upon her journey. So I want everyone to welcome Selena Matreya to our Pure Hope show. Hi Selena, how are you?
0: I am wonderful, Hope. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here and and listening and sitting inside that beautiful prayer. Thank you so much for that. That was lovely.
1: I I so enjoy invocations and prayers because it sets the intention right away to, for us to be the holy grail and I've known you for so many many years mm. that I wanted everyone to know that we were both um the holy cups and the holy grails to bring information of truth that and I like the intention that no one can shut because right now we are in a lot of diversity and a lot of struggle upon our planet so it gives me great pleasure to introduce you to all of our listeners and people who will be listening to this program um, because you are the open door for truth that no one can shut because you're dedicated and you're committed and i appreciate that
0: well thank you i i very much am and it is a pleasure to be so Um, I can't imagine my life, honestly, any other way. It's it's a tremendous gift to be able to be of service 24-7 in the way I walk through my life and in my ability to be of service to others. It's it's a tremendous gift.
1: Well, the title that we're giving this program today is called Turning Judgments into Blessings, and I can't think of any other profound topic that we could be having, especially at this particular time. (laughs) So um, with the pandemic that we are currently still in and we're not quite above water yet um, in that energy field with the fires out West and the emotional energy of the waters coming up in the East and the political scene that we're having, there's so much going on. And I think we're, being put through the test of times right now when it comes to change and when it comes to choices. And so can you help our audience and the people who are listening today um, uh, know what you mean by that term, turning judgments into blessings?
0: Most definitely. Um, The work, as you shared, that I do is called Practical Spirituality. And that title I did not create. That was given to me by source. When I was sitting with you so many years ago as your student and Spirit came through and told me I was to be a teacher and I asked them what I was to teach, that must have been, I don't know, 17, 18 years ago, maybe more, they said my work was to help people make their life their practice. And I had no understanding what that meant. And as time went on, it became very clear that what I was to teach was to teach people how to respond to every piece of difficulty in their life, external difficulty that landed and internal difficulty that each individual created. Um, I was to teach them how to respond to difficulty from love. They told me at that time and later on as well very clearly that all difficulty, that we are here, energy and form, on a planet, that is filled with polarity. You know, they are uh, polar forces that hold the earth in its rotation. And we are, if nothing else, the great polarity of of real fine, high-frequency energy that comes into a dense body. So that's pretty. That's a pretty big piece of polarity. But they told me at that point that, that we were on a place where there's a great deal of difficulty for one reason. And that reason was that Each time we have a difficult moment, it's actually an opportunity for us to remember who we truly are, which is the high vibration of love. And we've been conditioned to respond to any type of chaos, whether we create it or it lands in our world, with more of it, with more chaos. So somebody cuts us off on the road. Most people don't immediately go to, oh, my goodness, I hope they're all right. Let me slow down and make space for them. Most people get annoyed, upset. You know, the middle finger shoots up, they curse their car. So they said that if we learn how to respond to difficulty from love, then we are that energy. And so that's the, that's the purpose of difficulty is to remember who we are and to relearn how to respond to difficulty so that we can indeed bring ourselves into the energy of peace by always being in the frequency of love. And judgments that we hold, that we, harsh judgments we hold of ourselves, that we hold of other people, that we hold of situations, um, are, are another manifestation of difficulty. And so it's important for people to understand how they can turn their judgments. And as you said, Hope, in these days where we have so much, you know, focus on racial injustice and a political situation and COVID and all the difficulties, there's so much judgment going on that this is a very, very timely opportunity to examine this one particular piece of difficulty and learn how we can transform it into an expression of love.
1: And don't you think that everything that's happening right now is exactly for that point? Because many, many people, many ancient teachers, uh, um, specific teachers are talking about ancient prophecies, are talking about this grand solar event that's coming in and triggering this cosmic waves of propelling humanity into what I call a fifth-dimensional, sixth-dimensional, and seventh-dimensional people. I think that we're being woken up right now to dig deep, dive deep, and find that energy of the truth of who we are and moving that up and out. Don't you think the purpose that this pandemic and everything that's going on has an absolute beautiful purpose to it all?
0: Absolutely. And so many people look at it as a test. And Spirit continually has shared with me that we don't we give you opportunities to practice. And so they have said to me that the, it was so interesting back in, um, I guess it was June or July when a lot of the protests uh, started to happening after Mr. Floyd was killed, um, Spirit channeled through and, and spoke about the fact that the sequence of events from, from stopping the entire planet, they spoke about the fact that we have never stopped your planet before and asked the entire planet to pause. And they were calling this the great universal pause. And they said in this pause, everyone has an opportunity to relook, to reexamine, to review how they are leading their lives. And so the great pause was this opportunity. And once again, we are our attention. And if we put our attention just on the difficulty that COVID has created in individual lives and collectively, well, then that's, that's all we see. But if we also, or, or focus our attention primarily on this opportunity, of families having, you know, the, the chance to come together and live under one roof again with kids coming home and, and people losing who are so busy and working who are now home. And just, just we all individually have this opportunity to look at how we are leading our lives and where can we lead them in more integrity with the energy of who we are as love. And then they spoke about the fact that all of the the people around the world coming up and speaking out against racial injustice and the systems that no longer and have not for years worked to support all people and especially people of color that wasn't the timing of it was not an accident now we have your attention they said we've stopped you now we have your attention we are bringing to you the the areas that you need to look at and examine. So all of this and once again they also brought through the fact that all of these situations are the coming down and the opportunity to end the many uh, practices and uh, societal ills that have not functioned for it, you know, and have not been created from the highest frequencies so that we can together build the new world. And they had said that this is, this is, this is very clearly from the environmental to the societal to the political um, trauma all over the world. I mean, here in the United States, hope we're so focused on our election, but we can just read the papers and go on the Internet and see how all across the world – you know the whole the whole landscape is changing, and they said all of that is, is all of this chaos is is a representation of the systems coming down, and we need to do that in order to build the new world that will be a much higher frequency world that will be more based and directed from the energies of love.
1: Yeah, I, I I really think so. I know, and you know, that I work with a lot of individuals and some beings who work directly with the Pleiadians and the Masters. They will say that there's energies around the planet now that are going to keep on rising and reach what we call continual record levels before the end of this year of 2020. Um, And I don't say that to get anybody into the energy of fear. It's just a grand, a truly, I call it a truly most amazing time to be alive upon the planet. And these energies are coming in and will continue to come in to prepare for um, what they call humanity's grand evolutionary jump and leap into a higher level of consciousness. So when you say frequency, highest frequency... Many people are struggling as they scratch their heads as they might be listening to this or listening to it later. Like what do you really mean with, about that? What is the highest frequencies on earth at this time?
0: Well, I think the best way to answer that question is to explain how spirit laid out who we are to be. Um, I've always referred to my being, this Selena Matreya, as a life stream. And within my life stream, I have my physical body and my physical brain. I have my emotional body. I have my personality and my history in this body. All of these are different parts, different manifestations of the life stream. But as you well know, Hope, we are energetic beings, you know, science talks about EKGs and EEGs, the frequency that, the literal physical frequency that is in our brain, the literal physical frequency that is in our heart. And when we're put on a life support at the end of our life, you know, and when that machine beeps and then flatlines, it's because there's no frequency left in our body. And so we are frequency, we are energy. And our conditioning is such that most people may say, okay, well, yeah, I, I get that there's energy in, you know, your, your body and, and your, your heart and your mind. But what, they're, what they don't realize is that these frequencies are alive and that they are our, our most um, potent tools for how we can indeed create peace in our lives. So we have the low energy of fear, which, which channels through the egoic body. And we have the high frequency of love, which was, which is who we are, which came in that that energy of who we are, that high frequency of love of the oneness is what we breathe out into the air as we come into a body as a baby and we are born. And we have, you know, it's many people when they look into their lover's eyes, they think they're seeing their lover, but they're really in love with what they recognize is the oneness, that high frequency energy in their partner that is indeed the high frequency energy within them. When you're walking, you know, I used to live in New York city and you'd walk down the streets, hope. And every once in a while you catch somebody's eye and you get the spark. And that spark is the spark of, of oneness. I put my kids to bed years ago and I'd stand in their door and their eyes weren't open, they were sleeping, and I would just feel this love. And it was not love inside of me, personally, Selena, it was the oneness in me experiencing the oneness in them. And so we all have that. We're different bodies, we're different histories, we're different personalities, but we are all, we all are the energy of love. And we are a part of that grid of oneness that is is in each and every one of us you know, and so that is the high frequency of love, the oneness that is in each and every one of us that we can choose to bring into our world and and have it become very, very present. Um, And it is indeed the response that Spirit had said so many years ago, that is the frequency that we are to respond to any difficulty with, to really learn how to acknowledge it and access it and actualize it as we move to our day. So it's something that most people don't even have connection to. It's it's there all the time and it's a very undeveloped tool in most people to have that intimate physical connection with the high frequency of love of who they are.
1: So do you believe that meditation and prayer, I know that you are a we. Um, re- kind of you and I and many people, we kind of mandate in our life that that is a precious part of our day. And do you believe by doing meditation and prayer work and invocation kind of massages our energy field a little bit and we move from the particle into the wave at that time?
0: Um, I believe so for sure. I believe that, and not just believe, it's my experience. I have, you know, I... I experience uh, when, I, when I go to quiet and I shut down all of the physicality around me um, within seconds that access to the light, to that high frequency of love is there. Uh, prayer, as you said, invocation. But I have also learned, and my work is to teach people how to experience that in their daily life, how to utilize the difficulties as the transformational tool to access that light without having to go to meditation or prayer, not to diminish at all invocation or meditation or prayer. It's a gift that is a delight. But I want people to understand that they can access that part of them by choice when difficulty arises and have as, as tangible a connection to that energy as they would if they closed their eyes and went into prayer and meditation because that energy is there to access at any point.
1: So when people come to you, you know, are people coming to you, do you believe with issues or, and or, perhaps both, um, wanting to know how to work with this on their spiritual practice daily practice like how do you coach people into that what would what a person would call you up and say yeah see that you help people move from judgments and looking at their life as a blessing i have been stricken with a deathly illness or an incident in my life that i am stuck and i can't get out how do you direct them what would they expect from a session with you
0: Yeah. Well, first of all, to answer your first question, you're absolutely right. People come with a variety of concerns and reasons. Um, I find that the people that gravitate toward the work that I do, first of all, are already on a path. They, you know, they're, because of this work, involves effort. This particular, you know, there's so many different teachers, and we all have different ways of teaching, the work that spirit has given to me is is work and it and it takes attention and it takes effort so i find that energetically the people that are attracted to this work are other spiritual teachers they're healers they're heart-centered coaches they're heart-centered entrepreneurs they're creative people they're people that already have a connection to spirit in one way or another they've been reading books they've been going to workshops But what they realize is through whatever issue it is that that brings them to me, they realize that they're they're out of integrity with their practices. There's a place in their life that still isn't um, aligned with their beliefs. Their actions aren't in alignment with their beliefs. So I start with... um, a free thirty-minute session where we talk and ask each other questions, and I get to find out where they are in their path and what is happening in their life, and they get to find out about the process. And after that, we set up uh, six different teachings. Um, we start off with two. I ask people to commit to two teachings, and then after that, if they find it helpful, they can they can sign up for the other four. Um, The teachings um, are a process where I go into state and spirit channels through me. I take people through a chakra cleanse, which spirit has given to me, to release the frequency of energy that people have picked up through our chakras, but also to release the low-frequency energy that they've created through the different areas in their life where they're not in integrity as, as we all are, because we're energy-informed and, and we're conditioned beings, so there are places that we're not responding from love. So in the cleanse, we release all of that energy, and then for each chakra, spirit teaches through the chokras, and they have a teaching for each chakra for the student. And you know how remarkable spirit's messages are. They are always so uniquely directed toward that person, Um, When the person comes out of state, which is about the the session lasts around 45 minutes to an hour, then I'll ask them if they have any questions. I'll further elaborate still, obviously, um, with spirit speaking through me, and, um, and we end our session. I record all of the sessions so that people can listen to them because there's so much that we hear each time that for whatever reason, didn't come through the time before. And then we have another session like that, and then if the um, student wants to continue, then each time we get on the phone, Spirit has a different practice for them and different teachings for them, all that are very personally directed to where they're at. It's really quite wonderful. Um, I find that students come back time and time again, and Most of my students continue on for years because there's always work to do. Um, So that's what it looks like.
1: Mm -hmm. I've talked to a couple of your students who went through the cleansings, and one of the quotes that I got from one of the students that you saw when you did a a chakra cleansing on her is that she said, I felt like um, there were ions of energy when you were taking them through this cleansing, that there were ions of cleansing of light that was fired through her. And she talked about that she felt that it was a cosmic blast that literally um, moved through her cells of the human body. And she had felt that instantly, as she had this clearing, because she cried and cried and cried, that Mm -hmm. she was recoded in some way in her DNA and knew her higher self met her higher self could have Mm -hmm. a highway to her higher self um, when she went through this cleansing so it sounds like spirit gave you some very powerful instrumental um, technique or tool or words to kind of help people do that cleansing so um, for her, she said it felt remarkable.
0: Uh, well, that's good to hear. It's good to hear, and not surprising. You know, I I consider myself a very humble vehicle because this this is not this doesn't come from me. It comes through me, and I I always share with students as I'll share with your listeners that there's nothing really that special about me that my students and our listeners can't also have access to. The difference is just that I chose to say yes years ago, and I have worked very hard and will continue to work hard because I, you know, I'm in human form too, and I've got my places I'm still working on um, releasing um, and opening up to, but I work very hard to keep myself in radical honesty. In observation mode I watch how I move through the world And when I see it I'm out of alignment I notice it I shift it I change it Um, And that's a practice That I think has enabled me To keep my vessel strong And I I honor And am so grateful For the source that speaks through me And has given this practice To so many students So it really, um, it is remarkable, and I'm very grateful to be able to participate in it. And students have amazing experiences that are uh, transformational. And then it comes down to each student, of course, Hope, taking that information and moving it forward. I always like to share with students that it's kind of like going to a trainer, you know. If you wanted to get your body in line, when you hired a trainer at the gym, that trainer would hopefully really have knowledge to bring to you and look at who you were and have the information and the practices they created for you at the gym specifically for your body. And, and, and as you work with them in that session, your body, your muscles get worked, your, your, you know you're using up calories, your energy. But if you just go to a meeting, you know, once a week or once a month with a trainer and you don't utilize the information in between, your progress looks very different than the person who is really taking this on and listening to the teachings and using the information and watching the places in their life that they can adjust and see where their low frequency is coming up as Spirit speaks of in the Talker Clans. Um, and then also, as you said, spend time in quiet, going to source and praying and going to meditation. We need to choose to to come out of the physical world and choose to connect to the source within us. And that's when uh, students really are starting to see also a lot of movement forward when they don't just work with the teacher, but they take the teachings and make their life their practice, which goes back to what what Spirit said when I sat so many years ago across from you and they told me I was to be a teacher and I was to help people make their life their practice because that's what practical spirituality is. It's, it's learning where we are out of alignment in our life and choosing to learn how to shift those frequencies in those places. And there's actually nothing more practical than that.
1: I would agree. And I'm always... I shouldn't say the word shocked, but I am a little shocked when people say, "Well, you know, I've done this. This is I've done that. I've done my work. All done. I've done my work. I'm all done." And and this is usually my beloved comeback. If the Dalai Lama needs a teacher and has a teacher and continues to have a teacher, don't you think that we would need? to continue to have a teacher to help and I, I kind of like the word massage us massage the rough edges and the stress out and going into our original blueprint and our DNA of our sacred self I don't know how people well they I guess they really don't they really don't massage themselves then into this profound state of love yeah. and I always find that really peculiar when people say well I'm done it's over I've grown enough
0: <laughs> yeah and I've I think the enough. other one I think that I laugh at too is oh I've heard that before or I've done that before and and yes. it's the same thing I, I, think, I think it's people who are you know not ready for the work you know, and that's okay I, I agree with you though when you were talking about teachers meeting teachers and it was remarkable for me when I discovered the Spirit had said to me so many times that you were the teacher for teachers, and I didn't walk into that. I didn't pay attention to that. It just—it felt too big for me. It felt, you know, it was my ego, I, and, and I recognized that. My ego didn't feel worthy, you know, and, and, and it really became very clear when I started looking at the people who come to me. They're yoga teachers, they're financial planners, they're business leaders, they're creatives, they're healers. They're, you know, they're heart-centered coaches, and and it was clear they are people that lead other people. Even the women that come to me who aren't working are leading their household. So they are leaders. They are leading people. Um, I have you as my teacher. You have been my teacher for 20-some-odd years. You have a teacher. You have people that you work with. I find that anyone who feels that they have reached a, a level of enlightenment, and they don't need to continue to work on their evolving nature. Um, I find that curious. I find that very curious. And it's always been my understanding, and, and I, I just, I don't know how accurate this is. Perhaps you could enlighten me. But it always seemed to me that if we were so enlightened, we wouldn't need to be here. Because our purpose for being here is to reconnect with the frequency of love. That's why we are here. And we have difficulties so we can access that. We can choose to bring in love each time there's a difficulty. So if we're so enlightened, why would we still be on the planet? I don't know. That just is a question.
1: Yes, yes. I find that really interesting. I do find that interesting. Um, I'm going a- to ask a question about when you talk about frequency, high frequency. And people talk about consciousness and intuition. Is Mm -hmm. that all interchangeable? Is it all the same thing, only using different words? When people say, well, I trust my intuition, or the wisdom that I hold within, or high frequency, or consciousness, is that all the same thing, do you believe, it's all the different words, interchangeable words for the same thing?
0: It is for me. The high frequency of love, the oneness, is the highest knowing that I have. It is the highest knowing I have access to. It is not my brain. It is not my thoughts. It is the watcher of my thoughts. My consciousness, my highest knowing, watches my my <clears throat> excuse me, watches my physicality. It's the observer of my of my thoughts. It's the observer of my emotions. So for me, those words are interchangeable. What about you? How do you I feel agree about with that? I agree with
1: you totally. I, I think that they, and I, but I also believe it's confusing to people when we have all these words, and so that's why I wanted to bring out the question and let yeah. people know that um, whether you are talking about intuition, high-frequency, Consciousness, the divine within, our natural uh, blueprint, divine blueprint, our, not our new DNA, but our real DNA. I, I, I believe it's the same thing. I believe all of that is energy, energy, mm-hmm. energy, energy, energy. Yeah,
0: energy. yeah. And, I, and I think it's the same thing. You know, There's so many manifestations of that in the physical world. You know, how does that all show up? It shows up as kindness, it can show up as patience, it can show up as compassion, it can show up as tolerance, it can show up as grace, as gratitude. And the same thing for fear. There's so many words for the low level energy of fear. And fear shows up as, you know, jealousy, procrastination. When I realized through a teaching the Spirit gave me that procrastination was actually fear. I I thought that was just so so crazy good, and um, jealousy and sloth and um, depression and all of these different manifestations—they're all fear as well, which we also have lots of words. We call it low frequency energy. We call it fear. You know, we call it the egoic mind. So you know, it's so interesting because when I was um, when I had my brain injury. I had the opportunity in the early days, in the first two and a half years, I would call the early days, I had two hours of um, time when I could really be conscious and have conversation with people. And the rest of the time I was was conscious, but I was in communication with source. I I literally couldn't do anything but close my eyes and just be open, and it was very magical. And there was so much that came through at that time, excuse me, and one of the pieces that really came through was the fact that Spirit said, you know, there is no difference here. There's no difference between all these. We don't have manifestations of love here. That these are given to you in the physical world because words are how you communicate. But in the high frequencies, in the, in the grid of the oneness, there are no words. There is just experience. Experience. There is just frequency. So it seems as if the words are here for those of us in form to be able to communicate this information because we do live in a world of physicality and we do live in a world of form.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think with your car accident, you know, we all have tragedies and situations and things. I think what in my understanding, what happened to you is that you came into full realization. You were having an experience of meeting and merging with a collective of intelligent, existing, ever-expanding energy that goes beyond space and goes beyond time. And I call that the 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 field, the field. Yeah. And so when people have near-death experiences, or what I call even death experiences, is that, and they come back differently, they, they come, they have a full realization, they have an experience that they're meeting and merging with this collective intelligence that exists and is ever-expanding, is beyond time and space and continuum and when you know that you are all of that which we are all of that it is then you came back into your body knowing that you were all that and then helping other people know that they are all that and and that's the beauty selena because then they can go out there and create 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 Because they're creating with that ever expanding consciousness that goes beyond space, time, and continuum. And that I think that feels
0: very accurate. You know, it does. You know, the experience in the car was quite um, was quite remarkable, and spirit was very clear with me in the car. Once I came to, um, once I came back, the experience of not being conscious was something that is beyond words. That. I, I don't even discuss because there's no words that I could use to discuss it. It was just beyond beyond what when and when spirit came back and told me that this was a spirit event an event that they had created and that my job was to completely surrender, I did. And so I believe in that moment there was certainly a connection. and then in the days and weeks and months and years afterwards, it feels as if, you know, it was continued. It was a continual experience. I mean, I can, I can point back to certain times as my brain even, I would say about four years into my healing, um, it's been seven years almost, yeah, just seven years this summer, Four years into my healing, I started, I healed enough to watch my brain come back. And, 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 and prior to that, I was so open in a way I had never been. The edginess to Selena, which was always really present, was practically gone. Um, but as my brain started to heal and I was able to do more, I also noticed that, you know, the fear came back, the edginess came back. So it, it, I learned as much from watching the brain come back as I did from having my brain be so um, injured that my openness and connectedness to source was so dynamically increased. Um, and then, you know, along the way of coming back into the physical world, was painful. I didn't want to. I was so happy to be out of the world um, that that it was painful to come back here. Um, the beauty is that I do have the opportunity to teach and to share people, and I, I feel as if for sure my frequencies have been very much shifted, um, and it's not an intellectual experience at all. It's a full-bodied, every cell of my body knowing experience, and that's why I call it, you know, I, I refer to my car situation as an event, Because it wasn't an accident, it was an event. And it was possibly the greatest, and most likely uh, in my world, the greatest event of my life. Mm -hmm. I'm very grateful for it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, a sacred, sacred event. And the wonderful thing, I think that is why you came back, because we don't have to go through a tragic event to get us to that ever-expanding knowingness of who we are. And I believe that's why many that you came back to teach that with the the possibility if people want to turn their judgments into blessings, if people want to understand the truth that they are, there's a truth beyond the physical into the invisible that goes beyond space and time and continuum of who we are. Cuz bo- didn't you watch on YouTube and I wish I knew her name but she was literally a doctor and she started having a stroke on a treadmill. Yeah, and it was, I did see it was, that, and I don't remember her name of Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And when uh, she was, was having a stroke, yes, she, when she was having her stroke, she, went, she was seeing herself, her body, and she thought, oh, I am not that. I am this. I am this ever-expanding consciousness of the truth of who I am. So... Um, that's what you bring to the table for people at this time, which is quite well, lovely, quite extraordinary.
0: Well, I well, I talk, really do feel very gifted.
1: Yeah, yeah, you are um, you are a gem here upon the planet. Let's talk about this free event that you are going to be having that's coming up. That's called Clarion Call 2020, Leading from the Heart. Um, to bring forth that information, um, what is it? When is it? Let's talk a little bit about that.
0: Sure. Um, when COVID happened, um, I was in the middle of a lecture tour, and I was coming back from Colorado, and uh, we knew at that. Point, this is the first week of March that uh, the rest of the tour, we were supposed to be heading to Dallas in a couple of weeks and we were told that the tour was going to be cancelled because this illness was coming to the United States and I was on a plane and just closed my eyes and spirit channeled through and they we were very clear and they said just know that this will be a major pause the entire world your planet will be stopped But you will be skipped. And they told me that I would not be ill, I would um, not have my income affected, that I would continue to teach, I would continue to work with creatives should I choose to, because I had already come out of my own kind of COVID experience in the last seven years, healing this brain injury where I really was taken out of my life. I lost everything. I had to claim bankruptcy, I lost my money, I lost everything. Um, but my, the way that I had moved through that enabled me to be where I am. And so they said, since I was being skipped over, my work was to step up and serve, and that they would show me ways to serve. And they did. I ended up working with photographers. I ended up holding um, monthly spiritual teachings for free for people who are having difficulty learning how to manage covid because my work is all about helping people to turn difficulty into blessings and to learn how to respond to difficulty from love, and COVID was creating so much difficulty that they said that that what they had to teach through me would be so helpful for people. So I did that, and then um, in early summer, they told me I was to revive Clarion Call. Now, Clarion Call was a... Online seminar that I actually had had for photographers um, in 2009, before we had Zoom, before we had a lot of online seminars, it was actually one of the very first. But this time, they told me, Clarion Call was to be for the people I serviced, for the people who were going to be walking us into the next iteration of our world. Because as we had shared, you and I, before, Janice, that you know they had said that Co- that COVID and all the racial uh, unrest and the political instability worldwide was all of these you know, parts of our world coming down and that we were going to be building the new world. And they said the leaders of that world, the, the spiritual teachers, the healers, the heart-centered coaches who help other people be all that they can, the heart-centered entrepreneurs who will build our new businesses, our creatives who have historically through their art walked us into our new iteration time after time that they needed support. They needed to, to pay attention to their mind, their body and their spirit and so Clarion Call was to be for them and they told me I was to choose 12 women including myself who would come together from different areas of the mind, body and soul communities and they were to be women who had specific teachings for this group of people and I was to find them, I was to interest them in coming on, and I was to record um, interviews with each one of these teachers and ask them to bring practices that people could use, that that through our conversations people would learn the specific teachings they had, but they wanted them to also have practices that people could use. And they told me it was important that I do this for free because they wanted to have as many people come. They did not want anyone during this time of COVID to have any excuse not to sign up, and so that's what we've done. So Clarion Call, when people sign up, they sign up to receive 12 different videos that will be delivered during the days of October 5th through October 12th, and every day they'll receive two beautifully produced videos, um, which, Each one will have a conversation with a different teacher on different topics, and they can download these and put them onto their computer, their phone, their tablets, and listen to them as many times as they'd like whenever they would like. We um, didn't do it, you know, live because we didn't want people, as Spirit said, once again, to have any reason not to come. We wanted to make it as accessible as possible. We wanted to make it as easy for people. And so people are welcome to sign up now. They need to sign up before October 5th in order to be on our list to receive these beautiful teaching videos of which you are one of our teachers and you're talking about who are we really and really understanding who we are. So that's what Clarion Call is all about.
1: Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, it sounds great, and I was very honored to be on that uh, list of uh, special teachers and helpers that you're having on at this time. So what can people um, expect from this? And maybe you already explained this, but if people are kind of tuning in for the first time, or um, what can people expect from listening to all the teachers that you have?
0: Well, Besides? I think what they can expect. Yeah.
1: Go ahead. Besides the, okay. um, besides the techniques and stuff, what do you think that can help move them from one spot to another? What, what, do you, what can they expect from it?
0: Well, first of all, they're surrounding themselves with high vibrational beings. And what you were sharing before about prayer and invocation and meditation is when we go into those states, we are connecting to the high vibration of who we are. And we all know that if we meditate by ourselves, we are in connection with the highest energy of source, the oneness. When we sit with other beings in a room, that's magnified because you have other people who are indeed also connecting to the high vibration. So if anybody has ever chanted or sat in a group meditation, they know the difference in the feeling of the vibration than if they just walk into a room of people talking about economics or talking about you know, TV or talking about things in the, in the physical world. So when you, when you listen to these, you place yourself in front of the teachers who are going to be coming with their specific information. You're also sitting with high vibrational women, women who have dedicated themselves to the topics that they'll be, they'll be bringing in to share. Uh, we have um, Simone Baker, who is a kundalini yoga master, and she is talking about the breath very specifically as a tool for clarity and for increased creativity. And she's going to be taking us through a kundalini practice that people can use. Um, you're coming on. You, your conversation was all about who are we really and talking about the high vibration of who we are. And you shared the wonderful Hawaiian prayer, Ho'oponono, is that correct? How did I correct. pronounce it? Did I pronounce that correct?
1: Thank you, yeah. thank you.
0: Yeah, and that's a beautiful prayer. I've been using the prayer for a very long time. It's crazy enough it heals my sciatic pain like immediately. So people can expect very specific information about how to place, how to, Janet Neal is coming on, and she's a woman who specializes in working with women, teaching them how to come off the hamster wheel of always doing and how to bring, place themselves in the being of who they are, how do we experience the being of who they are rather than all the doing. And and so she's going to be coming and discussing that and sharing a practice. So each teacher has a special place that, that has to do with our mind, our body, or our soul, and they are all high vibrational women. So there's specific information because we live in the physical world, but They are high-vibrational women because we are indeed uh, wanting to come together in the field of the oneness.
1: You know, that's not only a great answer, but that is absolutely the absolute truth when you talk about being with high-vibrational people because um, I was asking asking once when I was giving a a star-gathering convention And I was asking one of the speakers, so why should people tune in? Why should people sign up? Why should people kind of gather in this community? And she had said, which made so much sense to me, that, Janice, when you're sitting with all of this collective, Mm -hmm. that in a mass consciousness of a high frequency, there is no need to... Uh, contract your energy field, we are all then in the energy of expanding our energy field and, and keeping it expanded. And she says great things happen to the universe at that time when people tune in to something like Clarion Call 2020, Leading from the Heart, that they, they don't have to hide their beauty. They don't have to hide their new DNA. They don't have to hide their breath they don't have to hide their unique and marvelousness so anyone and everyone who's listening to this that's really what selena just gave is not an answer because there's a difference between people who come on our program and give an answer and people who come in here and allow themselves to be the chalice of truth that no door can shut is that in that collective consciousness, we begin to remember the truth of who we are, that we are beyond space and time and continuum, and then all the great things can and do happen. So I I just think it's going to be a profound event. So I don't know, did we give the dates of when that starts, when will that start, Selena?
0: Yeah, well, people can sign up now. We've already we've got uh, hundreds of people have already signed up, and I think you have the link there. But um, for anyone who wants to sign up, it's https: colon uh, backslash practical spirituality with Selina dot com backslash Clarion hyphen call backslash. But we, I think, you'll have that for your uh, program notes, and people can go to that link. And it will it will show you who our teachers are. It will tell you what their topics are, and it is there's many places there where you can sign up. So people should sign up now, and then it will deliver to you. Once you sign up, the recordings will deliver starting on October 5th. I have a welcome message, and um, I will be uh, teaching. And hope you are our first expert guest, and that is because. Without Hope, everyone who is listening, there would be no clarion call, uh, as Hope has been my teacher for 20-some-odd years. So she is starting us off because that is exactly how we want to begin with that high-frequency teaching. And then every day you'll receive in your mailbox two beautiful, you'll receive one piece of mail with two beautiful visuals uh, and videos. Um, Each video is an hour long, so... Um, students will be getting over 12 hours of teachings uh, over the next six days. And all you do is is sign up once, and we take care of everything else. I have a fabulous team that has put this together, and uh, that's simple, that's easy, and as Hope said, you get to then put yourself in an opportunity to sit in the high vibration of love
1: and remember who you truly are
0: whenever you
1: choose. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Are there any other ways of which they can contact you, my love, for a session or a get-to-know-you session? And if they want to ask questions on your personal work that you do, is there another number, um, an email, anything that you'd like to give at this time um, for that?
0: Well, thank you. Yeah, on my website is Practical Spirituality with selena s-e-l-i-n-a dot com and there's an email there for me which is very simply Selina, s-e-l-i-n-a at selenamaitreya m-a-i-t-r-e-y-a dot com and you can just reach out to me and say you'd like to talk and set up a 30-minute uh, free information session and we will set a time within a few days of your email to do so
1: I would like to let everyone know that when Selena says, reach out, connect with me, she means reach out, connect with her. Sometimes when people <laughs> say that, they don't really mean that. But So I want all of our audience to know that you can absolutely reach out to her, connect with her, and uh, have a conversation with her and um, see where that goes from there as she can help you move from turning your judgments into blessings, but even more so of understanding your outstanding energetic field of whom we all are, which is absolutely needed at this time. That's what I keep on telling everybody. It's absolutely not only precious and why we're here, but we are bringing in the new world with that frequency of knowing the truth of who we are um, And again, this is an incredible opportunity to do so. So, if you want a teacher of integrity and someone who moves you from point A to point B, but also will tell you you got to do your work, um, uh, she is the teacher for you, she is the helper for you. So, I just really love having you. Any last words for our audience before I say our closing prayer?
0: Well, thank you, first of all, for your wonderful, kind words, Hope. It really means the world to me. Um, I would just encourage everybody to take this holy, holy time of universal pause and ask, how can I serve? Where is, What is within me? What are the areas within me that still need refinement? Where am I still out of alignment with the energy of love? and then begin to learn how to reconnect with all of who you truly are.
1: Wonderful. Thank you, Selena. I love you so much. Um, thank you. Hope I love you,
0: you too. Thank you, thank you, well, thank you, my dear.
1: You are welcome. Let us say a final prayer of gratitude because Selena and I believe in gratitude. Mm-hmm. Oh, beloved, I am presence. Expand, expand, expand within me the feelings of loving gratitude now. Allow this precious gift from God and Goddess and all that is to be my perpetual state of consciousness upon this planet. I want and I desire to live in gratitude. Let the feeling of loving gratitude be the basis of my very being. I am grateful for the opportunity to anchor the patterns of perfection for the new earth. I am grateful for the gift of life and for my ability to add to the light of this world. I am grateful that I am an open door that no one can shut. I am grateful for the gift of gods and goddess and the infinite abundance for eternal peace to come here upon the planet at this time. I am grateful that I am willing and able to be an instrument of this type of energy. I am grateful for this sweet earth and all of her life. I am grateful. I am grateful. I am eternally grateful. And so it is. Blessed be. And so it is. Amen. Thank you, Selena. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all that you do upon this planet, and I look forward to um, the great success of your life as you continue to do your clearing call and also the clearing call of 2020, Leading from the Heart. We will, as Selena says, uh, have on this recording Uh, information and guidance of where you can uh, sign up for clearing call 2020 as well as connecting with selena matreya for a conversation to see if it's um feels good to learn about practical spirituality and bring that into your life and so it is until we meet again namaste namaste everyone without our listeners this would not be possible namaste good night
0: Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hope by Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. And until next time, remember that true greatness consists in being great in the little things. Be kind, be gentle, be loving, be true.